When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Taylor. And together, we're the Anxiety Chicks. Each week, we will dive deep into a different topic about anxiety and the real-life experiences we all go through. While giving you all the top tools and tips you need for your journey to recovery. Our degrees may say therapist and dietitian, but together we are just real chicks on our own healing journeys too. Join us as we take you from panic to power and reduce the stigma of mental health. Remember, you're never alone and we're all in this together. Hi healers, it's Allison here. So I want to tell you a little bit more about how Taylor and I got started with our podcast and The platform we've been using, which is Anchor, has been so user-friendly and so amazing. I just want to tell anyone else out there that is thinking about starting a podcast, Anchor is the way to go. First of all, it's completely free, so hello. Second of all, there's so many creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It's crazy. I'm recording this right from my phone, and it literally just looks like the record button on your videos or your Instagram. So... It really is such a user-friendly platform, and the coolest thing is, is you can add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes, too, and the possibilities are seriously endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never even seen before. Anchor also distributes your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And like I said, it's so user-friendly. I recommend Anchor. Go to anchor.fm to get started or the Anchor app. See you later, healers. Hi, healers. Allison here. So I want to talk to you all a little bit about one of our new sponsors, BetterHelp. I'm so excited to tell you about this online counseling platform because as a licensed therapist, I'm a huge advocate of mental health awareness and truly believe in providing affordable counseling services to anyone, anywhere. Let's face it, there's so many areas in the United States and around the world that can make it so difficult to find affordable counseling. And especially if you live in a more rural area, it can be really hard to find a counselor, which is why I love this online platform. BetterHelp is an online mental health healing platform that provides online counseling and matches you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's a professional counseling service done securely online and is available worldwide. What's even better is that there are a number of different licensed counselors who specialize in all different areas of mental health. 
BetterHelp makes it so easy to log onto your account at any time and contact your therapist directly. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses and can schedule as many weekly video or phone sessions as you would like. As a therapist, I know that it's not always possible to find the right therapist for your needs, especially the very first time. So BetterHelp has actually made it so easy to facilitate great therapeutic matches. And if you don't find a connection with your first counselor, there's absolutely no charge to change counselors if you ever need to. How amazing is that? And if you find that you're struggling financially, they also have financial aid available. So we have a special offer for all Anxiety Chick listeners today. Sign up now and receive 10% off your first month. Just visit betterhelp.com slash the anxiety chicks. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P slash the anxiety chicks and join over 500,000 people who are taking charge of healing their mental health with an experienced counselor today. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Anxiety Chicks podcast. I'm Allison Sepanera. And I'm Taylor. And we are back. How are you, Taylor? I'm alive and well and doing amazing. (laughs) That's so good to hear. Um, Yeah, we've been away for about two weeks for multiple reasons. We had an episode, though. Oh, it It came out. Oh, good. Yeah, didn't it? Okay, good. I'm sorry. I don't know because we- I think it's been a week. Okay, good. We pre-recorded like an episode because we didn't want you guys to go too long without um, hearing our awesome insight. No, just kidding. But um, there were valid reasons. And one of the major reasons was, why don't you tell everyone? I got married. I've only been talking about it for months, like literally months. (laughs) This is new to the pod. (laughs) Okay, but you're a wife now. Hello. So tell us about, tell us, fill us in. How was it? Oh my gosh, it was crazy. So if you follow me, you saw, and I don't know if you've seen this because we haven't talked, Allison, but I had an allergic reaction the day of my wedding. No, I did, I did see a lot of your stuff on Instagram, but no, oh my gosh, what happened? Uh, so I was like, I hate doing makeup. And I was like, you know, I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to get eyelash extensions. Ooh, fancy. So I did. Um, I'm allergic to the glue. Oh, so no. I got them on a Thursday. And I was like, sweet, like rehearsal dinner. I don't have to do my makeup. Like they're already on. Like I literally hate doing makeup. And so Friday we had the rehearsal dinner. I was fine. Like everything was great. And then like I kind of started to feel itchy like the end of the dinner. And this is like 24 hours after. So nothing happened immediately. But um, after the dinner, I was like at my house with uh, uh, my husband's mom and sister. And I started taking my makeup off because we were going to stay at the hotel near the venue. I started taking my makeup off and I was like, it was really red underneath. Like I was like, what the heck? And then I was like itchy. And then I like just went into full on irrational mode. And like everyone was like, take this, take that. And I'm like, I can't take new things the day before my wedding. So anyways, I was like, I need to just go to bed. Like I'm going to wake up and this is all going to be fine. So I wake up, my eye is swollen, (gasps) Allison, like almost swollen shut. It was like so bad. And I'm like, I'm just saying the most irrational things. Like thinking back to it, I'm like, oh my gosh, people probably think I am 
just insane because the things I was saying were so irrational. Like what? We what made it you- through. Like just like I'm gonna go blind. Like just super. That's like- no, no. I just because I'm curious because that my brain. And when I tell yeah. you about like my brain during my week off, um, yeah, you were thinking you were gonna go blind. Well, I mean the thing is too with eyes. Yeah, that's it's just scary. I I think oh, about that yeah. too. So everyone's just like, I, I remember one of my bridesmaids just like looking at me, like you could just tell in her face, she was like, take the Benadryl, put on the hydrocortisone and you'll be fine. But in my head, I'm like, I'll be allergic to the Benadryl. Like, I don't think I've ever taken a Benadryl in my life. I've literally, guys, I've taken three Advil my whole life. Like oh I am so, I just have a weird thing with medication. Like I'm super, it's just, it, it causes more anxiety for me than like, anything. So it's like, I'd rather just avoid it. So, um, my mom gets to the venue and she's like, you know, she's so sweet. Like my parents are just, uh, they worried so much about me. Cause I was just full on panicked. And, um, and you know, it's so funny. Cause before your wedding, like you're always thinking like, I hope I don't wake up with this like big zit or something, you know, I'm like, you never think about waking up with a swollen eye. And so it was just like, it actually like, Thinking back to it, guys, it's it was the best thing that could happen to me, though. So my mom gets there and she's like, Taylor, please take this antihistamine. Like it was like Claritin or something. And I just don't take things. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Like I need to do this. This is this will be fine. So my mom talks me into it. And then I put my one of my friends is like put hydrocortisone on your eye, like the eyelid and around it. Okay. And so I do it. And then one of my bridesmaids is Googling like what to do for like this. And it was uh, she read about hydrocortisone and she was like, it says don't put hydrocortisone on your eye. I'm like, you guys are going to cause me a heart attack. Like I was like, do you know who you're dealing with right now? So so anyways, the antihistamine, the hydrocortisone, whatever it worked, it went down. Yeah, I still wanted to itch my eyes out. Like I just okay. wanted to pull my eyes out of the socket. But so it was um, the itchy part. It was just really itchy. Is that and and well, swollen? That was swollen. The swollen was really bad. Like was ugly. it like um was it watery and stuff or anything or think? Oh yeah, like crusty, from- like gross. Yeah. Oh my yes. god! And this was this was on your day, your wedding day morning. On the wedding day morning, like like I got him Thursday, and twenty four hours after, I was it was fine. Like I felt fine, and then I read you can have an allergic reaction up to like seventy two hours after. Oh jeez. So anyway, so what I was saying is I truly think it was a blessing, Allison, because I was so anxious and so like. I don't even remember driving to the venue. Like I remember just Googling on my phone, doing all the things I tell everyone not to do. Um, but I was just like, I don't know what to do. So when it when it went down, I was like, you know what? Like, look at how anxious I was for this. All right. for nothing, you know? And, and, and so like fine, yeah. the rest of the day, I was so calm. It like it it almost like it almost showed me like, I don't need to be anxious for things. Like it'll all work out. And so believe it or not, my husband was way more anxious than me. No way. Okay. I wasn't anxious, but when we were all lining up to like walk into the ceremony, I literally asked everyone in line, is your heart racing? And all of our hearts were racing. So I was like, we're good. We're good. It's not just me. (laughs) Can I ask you a question? So it started going down and then did they just start putting makeup on that same eye? Yeah. Oh yeah. Were you worried started, about them putting makeup on the panicked, eye? When it was- panicked, Allison. Yeah, panicked. I was like, I we are irritating it. I was like, this is so bad. Oh, my gosh. 
You looked <laughs> unbelievable. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, I, no, seriously. You looked at everybody go to health underscore anxiety. And actually, can they see pic? Do you have pictures on there? I have from some, it? but I need my, I want to get the ones from my pho- photographer. She was so amazing. Oh my um, gosh. I just, yeah, it was, it, it all worked out. But Your like hair, I said, wait, were oh, you wearing extensions? No, I have long hair. I know. Well, because I didn't know. Okay, it looked like extensions. That's how amazing. Okay, so my hair is that long, but they added in a thing called a halo, so it's not permanent, but it's like a added. Oh, okay. It was like okay. Is that it? Made it because it made it look. It looked so. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Super full. Yeah. Oh my Um, gosh. Everything. Yeah. But. Yeah, I just I don't know. It kind of was like I needed that to happen. It's kind of funny how like things happen, and you're like you don't realize you need it, you know, to get through and like to help. And I just realized I'm saying like a lot. I'm sorry, people. I'm just so excited. (laughs) Here we are again. You guys, welcome back to our likes. We're gonna yeah, say like, I'm sorry. How about, I'm how sorry. about this? Someone, any healer listening, count how many times we say like in one no, episode. No, don't let us because know. when you start to focus on it, you keep hearing it. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Don't focus on it. Sorry. Oh, guys. don't focus on it. <laughs> so how, are, um, how are you? How anyway, was Florida. So. It was okay. So Florida was amazing. I think if anyone has been following me, I've been kind of. I told my story. Um, on my on my stories, actually, about how Florida was because, I mean, I don't know. People, you guys listening might feel the same way, but sometimes you have a vacation and then you come home and you're like, "I need a vacation from my vacation." Yes, yes. <laughs> it was literally it was literally that, and Aww. not because not because I was like, you know, I think some people say that when they go to these. You know, I don't know if they go somewhere where there's a lot of historical stuff and they have to wake up at eight and go into these museum tours and then like they have all of these things planned to do and it's just exhausting. That wasn't even why because I didn't even really have plans. I it was we went to Florida and we had the beach near us. There wasn't really a lot to do, but I had the worst acid reflux episode like I've ever had. And some like IBS stuff too, which is pretty consistent for me anyway. But right at like the end of my trip, and it started actually a week before I left. So I probably should have called my doctor that when I, when I had my first. Like I can I, I can tell anyone that has acid bad acid reflux, also something called GERD. It's basically really bad acid reflux. I don't know what it stands for, um, but anyone that struggles with that, you you know you know when you're having like a flare up. So sometimes it feels like stuff that something's getting stuck in my throat. I have really bad burps, but like different burps than just one big belch and then you feel better, like constant just burps where it felt like I couldn't really keep food down um, and digest it the way that it's supposed to be digested. Um, <clears throat> and you can even maybe hear a little bit still in my throat. It's like raspy. Yeah. I also have allergies. Yeah. But this is always what Oh my happens. gosh, my allergies are so bad right They're now. They're so bad right now. <clears throat> so the past couple of days, I think it's been worse because of my allergies. But um, so unfortunately, go, getting to Florida was – it was great. Like being able to be in the warm weather and I was just so grateful. I had spent a lot of money on this vacation. We were going for two weeks. So Ooh. I think going into the trip, I had a lot of expectations that also created so much anxiety for me. Because I was yeah. like, oh, I can't wait to do this and this. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to be able to like relax and then work on my book and all of the stuff. And if, you know, 
anyone's been through this, you know that when you set yourself up for expectations and they don't go the way you've envisioned them, you literally have a breakdown, which is what I had, (laughs) Um, which wasn't just about vacation, a lot of other things, but um, a lot, of course, we know the, the mind and the body are connected. So I, you know, got down there and was bre- being myself and doing the things that I normally love, which is like eating foods I love and having some wine and all that stuff. And by the middle of the day, I also got into a fight with my family that I was with. So that really triggered a lot. The rest of the trip, it was – I could hardly even keep solid foods down. Like my throat felt like it was closing up. I would wake up and it felt a little bit better. There was this amazing smoothie place though, like five minutes from – so every morning I would have one of their awesome smoothies and it was almost like a meal replacement. So it gave me a lot of energy, which was good. But, you know, I wasn't home. I was I was there, but I didn't really have – you know, when you guys are sick, I, I can imagine everyone listening, you want to be home. Yeah. Right? Right. If, you, if you're not feeling yourself and you're sick, you want to be in your bed. You want to be home. You just want to you want to be somewhere where you feel comfortable. And I had also come off of just being in this f- major fight with the people I was staying in the house with. Oh. And I had so to stay in, in the house. house. Yeah. I had to stay you in the house. You didn't have your own room. Six days. No, I did. I did. Oh, okay. Which I ended up being in for <laughs> – a lot of the time. But again, it was it was a, it was beautiful out. So I would be able to go and there were a couple of days I actually went by myself to the beach and I um you know, I did have to I'm writing a book which I talk about on my Instagram. So I was able to go to this little shopping center that had a coffee shop and write my book a couple hours a day and stuff like that, do yoga. And so it was really nice for the weather that was just amazing. It was very good reflective time. I was able to really just be um, in the moment with things, yeah. but I wasn't really, I wasn't feeling myself. I was really not enjoying it the best that I could because I was struggling so bad with acid reflux. So when I got home, I still really was feeling, I still had this kind of bit lump in my throat. I could just, I could just feel like my food wasn't digesting. I just know. And this was over two to three weeks that this was happening every now and then. So I finally called my GI doctor and it's interesting because when you talk about medicine, I think I was trying to avoid having to take medicine because mm-hmm. I, you know, as a holistic practitioner, you do want to try to do what you can naturally right. to help yourself. And at that point, I just needed something. I needed help. And so he prescribed me um, sort of like a Nexium times 10. So a it's PP. a PPI. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um. And I've been taking it for like three or four days and it's, you know, after a day, I already felt like a different person. So listen, guys, I am so neutralizing the stomach acid. Yeah. I am not against medication for a lot of different things at all. I, I do advocate for more holistic, natural treatments, you know, if you can, if you can um, manage yourself, your emotions and your physical ailments with that. But there's a time that comes when Sometimes, yeah, medical intervention is and modern science is amazing. And so I don't, I'm not going to be on this forever. It's definitely something now. And the more I learn about acid reflux and GERD, obviously it has to do with my diet. So I got a new um, cookbook. It's called the Acid Acid Watchers Diet, I think, Acid Watchers Cookbook, Mm -hmm. and learning a lot about alkaline food 
Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I've been really feeling the past four days at least a lot better. Today I had my first really, really kind of solid type of, I had a gluten-free piece of toast with a little bit of avocado and an egg and I feel great. It definitely feels like I, like it's crazy too, cause it's so psychological. I became very, very scared to eat anything. Yeah. Because I didn't know what would my, what my reaction would be. Right. And so I was so nervous. I kept just drinking the same smoothie I would get. And then I would read about certain foods that good for acid reflux. So I'd eat that. And then today I finally said, you know, I want to try something I haven't had in about a week or two just to see. And it's it's crazy how food is medicine because I felt instantly I felt energy after having that meal. And I know the medicine's working because it's definitely gone down and it's digesting. I'm not, oh, I was also constantly nauseous. I was so nauseous. I think I said in one of my stories, <laughs> I shared with everyone, I've never been pregnant, but I said, I can imagine if this is what morning sickness feels like, I... I Shout out to all the moms that's ever had really bad morning sickness because if this is what you're like for seven months out or 10 months, whatever, I don't know how even long it lasts, but I give you so much credit because I was just, it was the worst feeling. So yeah, it just, it stunk in the sense that I don't, I feel like I didn't have that vacation where I'm just like, oh my gosh, you come home and you're like, oh, whatever. But it was it was an amazing experience for me to learn about myself and to learn about my emotional regulation when it comes to arguments with people. And since then, we have totally talked and created, you know, I'm starting to understand more boundaries with certain people. And I love the people that I was with. And we talked about it. And it was just everyone's just going through different stressors. And it was nothing personal. So, yeah. um, you know, and I've been thinking about more healthy boundaries as far as my own life and things I want to um, prioritize in my own life and stuff. And so it was really great as far as being able to reflect. So it was more of like a reflective vacation, which was really nice and not one of those, you know, ate the best food and we drank such good wine, all that stuff. It wasn't that. It was very meditative and reflective. So um, That's good. You can recognize that. Yeah, yeah, I had to because I came home and I'm I I rem- the first thing I remember when I was dry and I drove by the way to Florida so right. it was over three days so it right. was a long drive on the way home. Um, I remember thinking in my life like something needs to change in my life. I don't know what it is, but something needs to change. I am feeling very stagnant, and I even posted a poll in my stories the other day. Is anyone feeling bored with their life? And I think it was like 97% of people said yes. And then I asked again, what make what's making you feel bored? And most people said it seems like Groundhog's Day. And the quarant the past year has yeah. just been, you know, so hard for so many people. You know, I think at the beginning, now that things are opening up again, I think a lot of people are not sure where to go and what to I do. Agree with their life and things that are opening. And, you know, I think you and me both know that I think there was probably more anxiety about the world opening up and going outside again versus having to stay in. Yeah. So anything. Anyway. So yeah. So something needs to change. So here's what I'm doing. And then we're going to get to our topic because it's a good topic today. But um, 
I got rid of some of my furniture. So I'm going to get all new furniture to make my apartment feel very home, homey. You've been talking about that. Yes. And I have actually a friend who is one of my great friends I grew up with. She's an interior designer. So she's going to come over and look at my apartment for me. And there you go. And actually give me some pointers on what to get. And I'm also buying a new car. So fun. And I feel grateful that I can do those things because I've been working really, really hard to afford it. So, um, yeah. So today's a good day. And then I've also been saying to myself, and I suggest this for everybody too. I always wake up and I say, you know, I want today to be a good day and I'm just going to focus on today. And every hour or so I check in with myself and I'm like, okay, today's still, today's still a good day. Today's still going pretty well. And then, you know, at the end of the day, I've been really keeping a gratitude journal of, of five things that I was grateful for that day. Mm-hmm. So I think of five things every day I'm grateful for for that specific day. And it just, it helps put things in perspective. And um, I know that it's every one step at a time and one day at a time. So today yeah. with my acid reflux and today with my health, I'm having a good day. I feel, I ate that meal. I feel good. I'm going to make another healthy meal for dinner. And I took my dad to the doctor. He needed to go. And so I feel very thankful. And today so far is a good day. <laughs> I think that is such a simple component to healing that a lot of people just look over. Like that is why I created that um, planner journal because I feel like so many people look at being grateful and like writing down what you're grateful for and writing little things, affirmations. They're like, that's so dumb. And yeah, in the moment you might be like, why am I doing this? But over time, it truly affects your brain and how you yeah. think about things. But people don't realize it because we we live in a society that's such instant gratification that if we don't feel an instant um, healing or instant whatever, it doesn't seem like it's going to work. And I've really, really noticed this because during my wedding, I was so blinded by the wedding. But after the wedding, just reading so many people who are like, what do I do? Where do I start? And it's like, start with something as simple as writing down five things you are grateful for because it will blow your mind how over time there's really a lot of good you can find the good in anything well and i think that i think that it's it's hard too because absolutely we talk, we talk about the mind body connection but i think what isn't talked about as much is the science behind it um mm-hmm. i i think it is it's talked about but i i think it's really hard to understand the science behind it unless you are a scientist or yeah. even myself. I mean, learning about the science behind cognition and yeah. psychology is is difficult. I'm not a science person, but I'm learning so much more about the brain and yeah. the neuroplasticity of the brain, which basically means the more you practice something, the more your brain actually, your brain muscle actually yeah. grasps that practice, which mm-hmm. is why after It's like anything. Work. It's like anything. Yeah. You're not going to go muscle. outside- you're not going to go outside and start dribbling a basketball and be an NBA player. 100%. Like you have to, you have to take time yes. to go and learn how the form and everything. And over time, that leads to healing. But I think we are such an instant gratification society. I think it's why mental health is staying so bad is because people keep living in this um, not like pity party. I wouldn't say anyone lives in a pity party. I no, think it's no, just like but- we want an instant. I want to wake up tomorrow and be panic free, you know, but it's like, no one does that. No one wakes up. 
it's hard it's to gone. not yeah it's hard not to get discouraged right easily especially if you're someone listening who maybe you're on your like fifth self-help book and you've tried a million different right. things and you're just like i feel the same i don't get it right that I think can be very discouraging. I mean, I'd be honest, like I'm someone like that. I'm, oh, I was always into, I mean, the the fact is healing is not linear. So your healing is going to go like that. You know, it's going to be like, yeah, here we are all the time. Um, But being able to find um, regulation with your emotions during those times that are like that and not like staying in it is actually Mm -hmm. what healing is about. It's knowing how to kind of be in that and be in that emotion and feel it, but not stay there. Know how, how, what you can, what toolkit, what your toolkit is right. and what it looks like to get out of it. Um, and I'm learning and I've been learning that, that food is a huge part of that for me. Food. I'd say is for a, everyone. 100%. I'm just speaking <laughs> on my experience right now, but yes, food. And of course, Taylor, with what you do, yeah. you know, food is is so it's just such an important like that's like I said food is medicine it's such an important part to our mental state so um so yeah so I I do want to uh, also plug a book that I'm reading because and this is not a sponsor or anything but and if she listens to our podcast I'd be like oh my gosh like this is the best thing ever because she's a total fangirl for this person. So Dr. Nicole LaPera, I don't know if you follow her, the holistic mm-hmm. psychologist. So she's from Philly. So shout out to Nicole, Dr. Nicole from Philly. Um, she just came out with a book called How to Do the Work. And I actually listened to almost the entire thing on the way home from Florida. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it literally was life-changing. I mean, it – she is going to change the field of psychology. I'm sure of it. I love her. Um, she is – the book is basically – I think it should be a curriculum, to be honest. It talks about holistic psychologists as this, like, new paradigm in psychology that oh, wow. that there has been – there has been information shared, of course, about um, holistic psychology and, and you know, um, what what it sounds like or what it talks about, but – her book is so good. And anyway, it teaches you so much. It's taught me so much about like my – she talks about the mind-brain – mind-gut connection and just yeah. like boundaries and all that stuff and everything I'm talking about. So go get that. And she also includes all these journal prompts that are amazing. So she actually – because I I love like taking action, but – Right. I don't know. I just – But getting into that though – Doing – Yes. With the mind and body and everything – um. Today's topic, I know we've been just like rambling on, but it actually kind of like ties into what we've been talking about, but anxiety and going to the doctors and just what I've noticed is there's a 50-50. There's a 50% here and a 50% here. 50% of people, they either are obsessed with going to the doctor and the doctor is what gives them their reassurance. And then the other 50% are so scared of going to the doctor, but they want to go, but they're so scared of that feeling of being told a test result and in their mind, they've already created the scenario of what the test result is going to say. Um, I started off personally in my journey being the person absolutely terrified of going to the doctor and being told that you are going to die in a month. So that's where I started at. And I was in that, I would say for like six months until 
one of my friends who is actually having a lot of the same like heart palpitations as me, she went to the doctor and they told her she had a heart block. And if you don't know what a heart block is, it's like really freaking scary. And when she told me that and I was like, oh my gosh, her and I have the same exact symptoms. I have a heart block. I remember calling my mom and being like, I have a heart block. And so in that moment, I was like, okay, I have to go to the doctor. Like I have to go. And so that opened up a can of worms because that second I went to the doctor and got some tests done and they were like, you're fine. I it's guys, it was almost like a dopamine, a dopamine high. I swear. Yeah. It was like I did drugs. I was like, wow, I feel amazing. I remember that whole day. I was happy. I felt so happy. Like I'm going to live guys. I know that sounds crazy, but like, I felt like just a relief that I was okay. Come to find out her doctor ended up calling her the EKG machine that, that said she had a heart block actually was broken. And oh my yeah, God. I know. Talk about That's the most like traumatizing. She was traumatized. She was absolutely traumatized. Um, she she was in nursing school when I was in my dietetics program. So we're both in the health field every day going to the study room, disgusting. I mean, not disgusting, discussing human anatomy. So we're both just like, you know, reading all the things about the body. And, I, and I've come to find out a lot of people in the healthcare field, they go through a lot of health anxiety themselves. So it was it was nice having her in my journey because she like understood it. But um, granted, I was on a way farther degree than her, but she like because once she got told her EKG was fine, she kind of got over it, whereas I kept obsessing over other things. So like when I got the heart check, I was like, okay, my heart's good. And then it was like, oh, I have headaches. And so then I was like, I need to get a CT scan. So then I became absolutely obsessed with going to the doctor because I those test results, um, they gave me a sense of reassurance which is toxic that's a horrible cycle to be in if you are in a cycle right now where you have to go to the doctor to get something off your mind you have to do something to fix that and break it's an addiction i was addicted well and it's that's that's actually part of the illness anxiety disorder or health anxiety is um you know needing that reassurance Mm -hmm. and so going there constantly um how so how often were you making appointment? Like it, what was, what did you do after that? You were just making appointment <laughs> after appointment to try and. So I didn't recognize it. Like I didn't rec. It's so weird. Like thinking back to it, I didn't recognize what I was doing, but my parents, I remember at one point I was like, oh, like I'm going guys. At one point I was ordering these tests online and then going, like I would order this blood test like you could buy blood tests online and then I would go to like a quest diagnostics, like lab testing center. And they would like take your blood for that test result. Like I got tested for these like blood disorders that can cause like blood clotting, like this one called factor five, because I heard about this one lady who had a blood clot and she had a genetic disorder called factor five. So I went and got factor five test. It is just ridiculous. And I had to order these tests because my doctors would not. <laughs> they were like, well, you are fine. That, okay. This is what I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you if you, if the, if you basically brought this to your doctors and you were like, I want this test and I want this test. And they were like, I asked, I asked about it and they were like, you don't need it. And so I was like, I'll take the matters into my own hands. I, I was like, you're it. missing, oh. you're missing something. Wait, did that cost you so much money Absolutely. to get all these tests? Absolutely. So my oh parents my would send me money for like groceries and stuff. I was spending my money on test results. Yeah. Oh, so, cause God. I couldn't use insurance cause they wouldn't order it for me. So <laughs> no, yeah. 
So basically, I didn't recognize this pattern I was in, but it was like I would get something tested. I would feel better. It's it's what you said, the health anxiety cycle. I would get tested. I would have a symptom, read about it, have more symptoms, be like, this is the illness I have, get tested, get told I'm fine, be fine for a couple days, and then the next week without even recognize not next week, but I don't know, within a couple of days, without even recognizing it, I would start obsessing about something else. It was always something else. Right. Um, and I didn't recognize that in the moment, but my, I remember my parents, I was telling them I was going to this doctor's appointment and they were like, you're just going to find something else to obsess about. Like you're, and I remember calling them after the appointment being like, I'm so happy. Like I'm okay. Like in tears. Because I was oh. so convinced. Right, so yeah. in tears being like, I'm not going to die or like whatever. Um, and yeah, they were like, I'm for happy probably. for you. Yeah. They were like, I'm happy for you, but this is going to fade. Like you're going, you're going to worry about something else soon. And yeah, I did. I, I racked up the medical bills for sure. Um, my, my poor parents, I just, I, it kills me, but it was that can of worms I opened because my friend got told of the heart block. It's so interesting because about the, you know, just having your brain latch on to some other type of worry after you get like, I actually just did. Did you see my, my reel that I just did about the yeah. health anxiety? Yeah. So, um, I just did a reel. Go look at it, you guys. It's, uh, it talks about that exact thing, right? Yeah. So you come home and you, you know, your doctor says, oh, the test results are good and you're just so happy. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, your brain starts going, well, wait, what if they, actually didn't get the right thing. I, I, I'm probably still dying. They probably didn't catch the right, you know, disease I have or whatever. Oh, wow. I feel this. I feel this pain here now. And all stuff. And you just, your brain starts connecting to something else because that's Absolutely. what anxiety does. And so, I mean, the truth is literally we could make us, we could make ourselves believe anything about our health at this very moment. We just don't know. Right. So I truly, yeah. It's I crazy. would read about the more I, it's honestly insane because the more I would read about an illness and I didn't even realize that this was happening back in the day, but the more I would read about an illness, I would truly develop all the symptoms. And the way I, mean, I body scanned, I body scanned like no other, like just like looking at everything on my body. I was so in check with my body. It's not even funny. Like I remember this one time and you know, I don't even know if I still know where it's at, but on my knee, I found some bump and I'm like, I have cancer in my knee and like oh. kept rubbing the bump. And it was like so weird. It, just how my mind immediately went from, I felt this, it's this. And it was always sinister. It was never like. Oh, just a simple, like, you know, something. It was always something so crazy. Like, it's so crazy to look back and think about the heart palpitations I used to feel. They used yeah. to feel so insane. So if you're listening and you have heart palpitations and you're like, in no way, shape, or form is this doctor being honest to me. I mean, I remember the nurse looking at me being like, what is wrong with you? Like, you're fine. Like, stop panicking. Like, she was not a nice nurse. She was some uh, bikini competition girl. So like she did crazy workouts. She goes, I get, she was like, how do you know this? 28. She told me all this. She was like, why is I was she like, telling are you sure? This? I know because I was like asking for reassurance. I was like so scared. I was like, are you sure I can like 
work out and nothing will happen to me? Like, are you sure? No. I was just asking for, I was scared. And she was like, listen, I get like 28,000 steps a day and I do two workouts a day, morning and night. Your heart is fine. Your heart can take so much. You need to calm down and stop worrying about it. You need to get your heart rate wow. over 150. Yeah. They, I mean, I remember this one doctor she being like, go home. Really nice. Oh, it was horrible. She was not nice. I remember this one doctor being like, you need to go home and get your heart rate over 150 to regulate your heartbeat to get rid of the heart palpitations. And I was like, sir, I have anxiety. I cannot get my heart rate over 150 without thinking I'm going to just lay on the floor and die. And so I remember I got home with my, my, uh, he was my boyfriend then, but now my husband, um, and I was like, I have to get my heart rate over 150. So I put my Apple watch on and I started walking and I'm like, I was like panicked. And I, I remember I got it to 150 and then I stopped and I like freaked out. And then I called the doctor and was like, they're still happening. Like the heart palpitations are still happening. And he was like, I don't know what I can do for you um, besides admit you into the hospital. And I was like, so defeated, like, ugh. The doctors and me are just. Can I ask you a, question? Want to hear a funny story? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, ask a question. yeah but can I just say, ask one thing? At any time in that one story that you were just saying, like that one episode that you had with the nurse and doctor, um, did you guys talk about anxiety at all? Did they no. know anything about anxiety? So they didn't even mention anything about mental health or anxiety. It was just all. They said, "They said you are a, you are in college and you are just stressed." But gave you no information about mental health Absolutely and how, and no. and that is insane. No one ever referred me to a therapist. I remember my mom like did her own research, and I ended up at that. I've told you that story about that weird therapist. I was like, I would sedate you, and like it Wait. was in some dungeon place. You remember that story? I uh, I don't know if you've told it on here before. No, I'm pretty yes, sure I have. you have. I think oh, I you have. have? Oh. I I okay, don't know. Anyway. I think I told you about it once. I went to the doctors. They said I was fine. My mom was like, enough is enough. You're going to see a therapist. She booked me this therapist. I don't know where she found this woman, and I'm still mad at her for it. We show up to this place. First of all, the building looks like a like one of those insane asylums you see on the movies. And I'm like, okay, this is creepy. I go inside. It's all white. I'm like, this is so unwelcoming. Um, I go to the front desk. There's like four. First of all, a waiting room for like a behavioral center is so awkward. Like, no, no, do I want to be sitting in this waiting room knowing that we're all here for something like, you know, yeah, I was just yeah. like, I wonder what they think I'm here for. And then I go back there and I'm like talking to her and I'm basically like talking like this. Like, I just, I guess I sound very animated about my fears. Like I'm, I'm telling her my fears. Cause she asked me what, makes you anxious and I'm like I just feel like I have a brain tumor and that the doctor's not realizing it like I'm just explaining health anxiety yeah anyways she goes hmm I remember her looking at me and she goes hmm <laughs> she goes I <laughs> thinking back to it I was so defeated when she said this she goes I would definitely put you on a sedative if I was a doctor and I was like looking at her like do you hear me I'm deathly afraid of medication. I just told you about what happened to me. So why I am I afraid, I've, I think I've told this, why I am afraid of medication is because of the ADHD medication I was on that did me wrong. And so I just, 
I have a, I personally would just prefer a natural route to healing and that's just my personal preference. But like we said, the doctor comes in handy when there's things that we can only do so much for. My wedding day, there was nothing holistic I could do in that moment. Your GERD, there was nothing holistic you could do in that moment. It was already, however, now there are holistic things we can do. You know what I mean? It's like sometimes in that moment, like granted, there were times at the ER that they always wanted to like, they were like, we're going to inject you with a little bit of Valium. And I was like, absolutely not, sir. I'm dying. Um, But in that moment, it probably would have been a good idea. I got some Valium. You know what I mean? Like I... There's, sure. t- there's a time and place for everything, um, holistic and not holistic. So, uh, yeah, it was just the doctor. So what was the story oh. that you were going to say? Do you remember? I'm sorry. Now I can't I remember. Question. I knew that was going to happen. Sorry. Okay. Hopefully you remember. It'll come to me. It'll come to me. Um. Anyway, so – yeah, I well, so let's let's talk a little bit oh, though. I remembered. I remembered. Oh, okay. Okay. Go. Yay. Go. So this is actually really sad, but it's actually a good story about the doctors, anyways. Um, but we have this friend, and on Friday night, his dad actually uh, started having a heart attack, and he rushed him to the art. But he's like in his sixties. He's been a chain smoker since he was fourteen. He's an alcoholic. He cooks with literally a stick of butter. I mean, the guy is like swollen looking um so we we go see him we visit it's my uh husband's friend he works with and we we bring him like this care package and uh he's talking to me this is so embarrassing (laughs) he (laughs) this is so embarrassing he uh mentions this doctor's name at this heart hospital here and and i you don't want to know what i said and i didn't think this through i was like oh my god he is the best doctor in dfw i was like he's so amazing and he really is but it was just like before he could say like the name of the place i was like oh my gosh that's the heart place in plano right and he was like his face was just kind of like how do you know this like you know it was just very oh my god i was like well i was a (laughs) i was a frequent flyer there (laughs) it was just like in that moment i was like how psycho like that i know almost every heart hospital in the area I sometimes get embarrassed, like going out to like dinner. Sometimes I'm like, imagine if I see one of these doctors, like, I wonder if they would like hide from me. (laughs) Oh, please. You know what? I think that is, uh, you know, that those stories make me feel so, I don't know, like just hearing about that, just no like bedside manner. It's like, okay, she's obviously going through something and maybe physically she's okay thank god but obviously yeah. something's happening to this poor girl right i you know. know so why are you how are you gonna be so cold i just don't understand and that's not the first time i've heard stories like that right from, about doctors or right not not really too many nurses i feel like nurses are the unsung heroes of this of that <laughs> sometimes you know um i mean they're oh, all you heroes know. let's be honest they're amazing but when sometimes it's really hard, you have to, with mental health especially, sometimes you need to put on some kid gloves because it's scary, especially with anxiety. I would rather go to the pediatrics, but here's my thing. When a patient walks in and you're taking their vitals and their heart rate's in the hundreds, their blood pressure is skyrocketed, Yeah, but they're okay. You know what I mean? Like If someone's coming in and they're like, their blood pressure skyrocketed and they have health issues, yeah, that needs to be checked on. But when it's a young adult- or just any adult who's healthy and they're coming in and they're shaking and their blood pressure is so high and they're asking a lot of irrational questions, understand that that patient 
has anxiety. And I get this message so much. I went to the doctor. My blood pressure was skyrocketed. Now I'm scared that I have high blood pressure. Listen, every single time I went to the doctors, my blood pressure was skyrocketed and I have low blood pressure. Like I naturally run like 106 over uh, 67. Yeah. Yeah. My blood pressure has always been low. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I was going to the doctors, it was high because I was so anxious to even be at the doctor, even though I like got reassurance from it. So if you're listening and like you're worried about your blood pressure because it's always high when you go to the doctor, that is not the place to test your blood pressure. I recommend doing it at home in a calm setting. But um, Um, yeah, I mean, I I think that first of all, I love this topic and I know that we've been we're talking for a little while, I think, because we just wanted to fill everyone in with with our um, what we've been up to. Let's make this a two-parter. Maybe next time we talk a little bit about what ways to kind of combat, combat doctor's office anxiety because I have yeah. a couple tips. And so make this a two-parter because we have been getting a lot of requests about this, t- this topic. Um, so we'll talk a little bit next time about, I think, more of the f- – fear of going to the doctor. And we talked a lot about, you know, getting the reassurance, but there's yeah, a little bit more the to other side. Of, yeah, the other side of fear of going. And then there's a couple tips of how to combat that and how to um, get through anxiety, knowing that you have a doctor's appointment coming up or something like that. Um, but I appreciate you sharing that story with us, Taylor, because that yeah. I feel makes me sad that, you know, I feel like you're telling me that story and I can see, I can picture you in that doctor's office. I just want to give you a hug. <laughs> I feel like you can like hear the panic as I speak still. Like I I, it haunts me. <laughs> totally. Totally. And I yeah. don't like that. But you know, I know that anybody. I'm not alone and I know that a ton of people listening to this have been there and they feel alone in it. And I just want anyone, I want to use my story. And like you do, we use our story to show that we're real people, even though we're healthcare professionals, we've been through it. So thank you for listening to us rant and because yeah. we, we just had to fill y'all in and I hope that y'all are okay with that, but yeah, stick, yeah. come back for part two and maybe send us some questions you have about. Yeah, for sure. And, yeah. All right, guys. It was good to talk to you. Have a good week. We'll talk to you later. Hi, healers. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Anxiety Chicks with Taylor and I. As always, you can find us on Instagram. You can find me, Allison Sepinera, as the Anxiety Healer and Taylor as health underscore anxiety. And as always, you can check out the Anxiety Healing School. I just dropped a new course called When Panic Attacks, Triggers That Create Fear and How to Overcome Them, all about overcoming your anxious triggers and finding more awareness on what contributes to your anxious thoughts and giving you all the tools on how to overcome them. Uh, It's a self-paced course, and if there's any struggle with finances, there's a payment plan available as well, so go to theanxietyhealingschool.com to check that out, and as always, go to peakofpanic.com to check out updates about Taylor's blog and her journal she's coming out with. Thanks, everyone. Happy healing. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. 
With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.